With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's the Richard Sherman Podcast, presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up, and there's no place better to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code RS and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The volume. Welcome back. It's the Richard Sherman Podcast. We got a Thursday night game. And Mitchell wanted to come on here and preview. Mitchell, why? We have to, Rich. I mean, this is this is must-win territory for, for both teams, but more so for the Seattle Seahawks, Rich. I, I want to start with Seattle. Playoff implications. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. We said... Don't be surprised if they're in this situation. At least you did. I thought you were crazy, but here we are. What's going on, Rich? Well, Mitchell, they're they're in a spot. They're in striking distance, Mitchell. But they're 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 kind of falling apart at the finish line. It's like the four hundred meter dash, and you're at the you're at the last hundred, and you're like, man, look, just kick, mm. just get a kick in there. And and they're not kicking, Mitchell. The monkey is on their back, and it's mostly on the defense's back. They have to get it corrected. You got you got veteran guys like Al Woods, Jordan Brooks has been, you know, I think he's second in the league in tackles. Tariq Woolen, we talked about him all year, leading the league in interceptions. Quandre Diggs, big time playmaker out there, and old school veteran Bruce Irvin, you know, got to help get him a win. But the time of possession right now for their team, Mitchell, is upside down. They're getting doubled, Mitchell. That's not enough. As an offense, you know, people are like, Gino needs to do more. Well, he needs more time. He needs more time. So they need to get that fixed. They need to get some stops on defense. They need to be able to run the ball offensively. And then they'll have a chance. But if they don't get that fixed, Mitchell, this Thursday, it's not going to be fun. Well, they're they're one and three in their last four. And they got the Niners and then KC away. And then they play the Jets. And who knows? We know they own the Rams, especially in the regular season. They've, they've had their number of late. but. This schedule is a gauntlet down the stretch, and they must win. I hate to say it, every game. They got the Lions nipping on their heels, uh, my hometown, nipping on their kneecaps, not their nipping heels. Nipping on the Rich. knees, Mitchell. Yeah, nipping on the knees, and, and they got the the Commanders and the Giants ahead of them. So this running game, you alluded to it. It's been off recently. K-9, Kenneth Walker the third, my guy. For those watching on YouTube, Michigan State Spartans, go green, go white, go state. But if he's not healthy, what does that mean for this team? 
with or without him, um, they're in a rough spot uh, with the running backs they got. They they have Travis Homer, who, who, who you know, did okay. But even with Kenneth Walker Jr., their rushing yards were just supremely low. You know, it, it, they just hit a wall. I don't know if it's a blocking scheme. I don't know if people have just figured them out and gapped out the – I don't know if there's injuries on the offensive line. It doesn't seem like anybody's injury, but just because they aren't on an injury report doesn't mean they're not hurting. It's a long season. Offensive line, one of the hardest positions to play in the National Football League. But now you got Eric Armstead and Nicholas John Bosa. Mitchell, that's not what you want to. That's not what you want to see. When and then you got Chris Jones and Frank Clark the next week, and then you got Quinnen Williams in the boys because he should be just coming back at that point from the strained calf. Like it's not getting any easier for that offensive line, so they need to get it fixed now. And it's gonna be tough. It, it, that's a. This is gonna be the best defense they face all year. And the offense has found a rhythm. You know, you think, oh, we're gonna catch a break. We got a third string quarterback. Like, oh my god, they're banged up. But a third-string quarterback giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey behind Trent Williams and the boys. You know, Brandon Ayu coming off of one of his best games of the season. George Kittle is still an all-pro, you know, all pro, pro bowl talent. Uh, a guy that can get going at any time, point in time. And so you think you're catching a break. They're a little banged up. It's a Thursday game, but Kyle Shanahan is drawing it up with the best of them. This quarterback is more mobile than you think, and they have problems with mobile quarterbacks. I know you love this 49ers defense, and rightfully so. They've got to be one of the best defenses we've seen, you know, frankly, since the Legion of Boom, Rich. But put yourself in Pete Carroll's position right now. What are you doing to game plan to beat the 49ers? I'm going back to the basics. Mitchell, I'm running three deep. I'm stacking the box. I'm making the receivers beat me down the field. Like, you're going to have to beat my corners. I'm going to trust the rookie. I got to trust it like you did with the Legion of Boom. I'm going to put eight in the box, have us gapped out because we're not stopping the run well right now. And we have to stop something. We have to change something. This quarter scheme that they brought all these guys in to run is doing okay against the pass, but you're not stopping anybody in the run game. So do you re- really want to continue that? It's losing your ball games. They, they I, I want to say they're giving up an average of 200 yards a game over the la- last four games. And you said, like you said, they're one and four in those ball games. So you have to change something up. And Pete Carroll knows this cover three scheme. Go back to it. It's gapped out, whether it's going to stone fronts or under fronts or over fronts and going to base defense or playing nickel and running, running, you know, I can't give you guys calls, but running cover three weak or cover three strong. And these guys just knowing, hey, this gap is these gaps are all taken care of and guys just have to own their gaps and you can play fast like that. And you're playing against a young corner. Yes, it puts pressure on your cornerbacks. Yes, it puts pressure on your safeties. But it has to be somewhere right now. What you've been doing for the past four weeks is not working. It has to change. What are you doing offensively to beat this vaunted 49ers defense, though? Well, your only chance is taking shots down the field. Mitchell, you got two Pro Bowl, all pro wide receivers. You got to take your chances down the field. You got Charvarius Ward is going to be on one. Diamador Lenore, who's been playing really well um, in the absence of Emmanuel Mosley, uh, has been has been doing fine. But you got to take your chances there. You got to you got to trust that Tyler Lockett um, or DK Metcalf can can have a chance against them. And you got to give them a chance. Uh, Geno Smith has been playing unbelievable football, but they're expecting him to play hero ball. Like it's unfair what they're asking him to do with no run game at all. You know, with the semblance of a run game, you're like, okay. You know, go do your thing. But they're not giving him anything from the run game, and he's still been able to get it done for the most part. He just haven't hasn't had the time. You know, t- if, if one team has 40 minutes of, of offense and the other team has 20 minutes of offense, you, you could you it's it should be easy to expect the other team to win. Well, Richard, this is a, this is 
one of the, I guess, the best, probably the best Thursday night football game of the year. I know you're excited to be on the broadcast, to be there in person with Thursday night football. Um, certainly going to be easy for you. You don't have to travel very far for it. Uh, but Vegas has this as a 49ers are favored by three and a half. Um, who do you who do you like in this game? Uh, what's your what's your score prediction at the end of it? Well, it's a divisional game, so you know all all, all not in Vegas, but all bets are off. You know, <laughs> and, uh, it's easier said than done. But uh, but all bets are off, so it's a division game. Anything can happen. It's on a Thursday night, short week. Um, Debo Samuel's just it just got injured. They're banged up. Both teams are sore. Um, but you just you just are concerned with the weaknesses that the Seattle Seahawks showed last week and the week before and against the Raiders, you know, Brandon Jacobs. You're like, mm, maybe it's just Brandon Jacobs, but they did it. Carolina did it uh, with Fort, with Deontay Foreman, and he was running it up and down the field. They ran for another 240. And so you're now you're like, hey, that's a real problem. And I don't think two days, three days is enough time to get it fixed schematically unless you go back to the basics, you know, go back to the scheme, you know, go back to your bread and butter, the foundation of it. And I hope they do. Well, Rich, I know you're excited for this one. And next time we're going to be seeing you is on uh, on Thursday Night Football. I'll let you sign us off. And and we're going to be welcoming a, a big-time guest, uh, certainly uh, one of my favorite athletes uh, over the last decade. I'll let you introduce him as well. Yeah, Mitchell, appreciate you joining us. Appreciate everybody who stuck around. This guy is one you're really going to want to stick around for. Honolulu Blues favorite son, one of the best to ever put on that jersey. Unfortunately, the Detroit Lions need to change some things and bring him back in the fold and, and maybe give him a parking spot in the building, keys, you know, a bathroom, maybe an office. I don't know. You need to make him feel better, but Calvin Johnson is joining us. Stay tuned. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to be. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Welcome back. It's the Richard Sherman Podcast. I got an incredible guest the great Megatron Calvin Johnson, man. I appreciate you joining. How you been? Good to be here, man. Good to see you. I'm doing good, man. Family's doing well. Business is doing well. So I'm all good. When I got out of the game, you know, I was in a little bit of flux like everybody else for the most part, trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. So I stuck with what I, what I was already doing. I was doing some real estate. And uh, from doing real estate, I was able to get into uh, some quote-unquote green zones and buy some properties in the cannabis space. And um, from there, we decided to, you know, we could be a landlord, create some passive income, or we can, you know, put a team together. And we did the latter. You know, we put a good team together and we've been uh, marching ever since. How, I mean, that space is incredible. My brother's in it and he has a, a, a 15,000 square foot unit in North Hollywood. He was one of the first um, to get his license in California because they were, you know, he had some some past transgressions and they mm-hmm. end up developing a social equity program that allowed him to be first in line. You know, you just have to have the capital to do it. And, right. and it's gone. It's been great for him, man. And so <laughs> kudos to being in on that early. It's, it's a, that's the barrier for, for anybody, but especially for black folks. Just, you know, it's so capital intensive, man. You know, everybody's asking, how do they get into the industry? You know, just black folks in general. And I'm just like, you know, you got to have the capital. You got to have the wherewithal. But the capital is the main thing. But there's a lot of ways to be involved in the industry than actually having the license and building out, you know, doing brick and mortar. And, you know, you can provide ancillary services to the business, too. You know, right. packaging and marketing. There's a lot of services that uh, work with this business. Have you done any deals with Cliff? Because Cliff is big in the real estate space. And, you know, I know you guys are teammates in, in Detroit and he's been everywhere with real estate right now. I haven't done anything um, big in the real estate space as far as, I mean, not cannabis. I mean, really, since I've been in the cannabis space, really been head down on that family and foundation. So that's taken all of my uh, spare time. And really, if it's not cannabis space, uh, related currently, I'm not really, you know, batting that too much of an eye at it. There are some projects, bigger projects that are out there, but they're just out there. It's just in the air right now. Well, I'm mad at that. I'm mad at that. Yeah. You, you, you've done great in your career. You're going to do great in that industry. I mean, it's growing rapidly. Do you think it's going to go corporate? Do you think most people are going to end up, you know, I mean, the tobacco industry is going to end up monopolizing, eating everybody, it seems. And that's the fight here in Michigan. You know, we're part of the Michigan Cannabis Industry Association, and that's the fight is to keep, basically, at the end of the day, keep corporate um, cannabis out of the industry. You know, a lot of people that have been here, people that have, you know, have suffered from minorities or just anybody that's had, uh, like you said, those past transgressions in the industry, allow them to flourish. And if you allow uh, corporate uh, to come in, that you lose that whole essence of being able to allow those who are impacted the most by it to be able to have some kind of financial fluency through uh, the industry. Hey, that's a blessing, man, because in California, they even they're even starting to release people in jail, you know, that had marijuana related um, charges and things like that. Mm-hmm. No matter how much it was, no matter what the, the and, and taking it off their record. So, 
I mean, we're seeing progress. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, every year you you hear about it potentially getting legalized federally. Um, I mean, you know, we thought Biden would do it, but you know, here we are, and he ain't done it. You, you would think somebody would run on that. I figured might, that might help them, help them get them over the hump right there. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, well, it's coming up. Somebody going to run on it. You ain't lying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of your retirement, because, you know, I'm, I'm on in that transition phase right now. And like you said, it, it's ups and downs to that, you know, and you you retired with, with, with a lot of gas left in the tank. Any regrets about, you know, stopping when you did or anytime you went back and be like, hey, I might want to play or a team called or something? I mean, I could have kept playing. I could have, like, limped along, but that wasn't who I was. You know, I came into the league. I said I had a couple goals. I wanted to play for 10 years. I want to have, like, 10,000 yards. And, you know, just be known to have that empty. I just wanted to leave my, my name on the record books, you know, any sort of fashion I could. And I was able to do that. I did it in nine years. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to stop playing after eight years. You know, and, there's, <laughs> and that was just because of, of the body, man. And the body, the stresses on the body mentally. You know, I was just over it at the time. I didn't feel like, you know, at the time the organization was, was going up. You know, it felt like it was more so just deconstructing, you know. But, I mean, shoot, kudos to the Lions now. You know, they had a hell of a last six weeks, you know. So, um, you know, I love what they're doing over there right now. But, yeah, man, the body, the body, t- the body talks to you, you know. And if you're not getting peace of mind, and I didn't have peace of mind, you know, just living in pain, you know, that's not, that's not, that's not quality of life, you know. It's not at all. And and that's that's what kind of kind of let me know that I was done last year. I try to come back with the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, try to run with time and try to get get try to slide one more on the finger. And uh, <laughs> and we got out there in the Redskins game. You know, first off, commanders are they were the football team, like whatever they are. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I feel you know, we played we played the whole time. They were the, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. They were the other name. But. Like my body was feeling good. I had a good week of practice. I, you know, I was coming off injury, but I felt good. I finally felt in shape. Like I was like, I'm about to go out there and finally, you know, mm-hmm. be shy. And when I tell you, we were jogging out for warm ups. Got my helmet on, jogging out for warm ups, and I strained my damn calf. I didn't even get to. <laughs> I said, telling you, you get old, man. That's what it's telling you. It's your body telling you. <laughs> Boy, that's exactly you what it's telling. Warmed up. <laughs> that was the hardest conversation I ever had. I had to go up to the coach and be like, hey. I can't go today. <laughs> I can imagine, like you, 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 you were good all week, not even on the injury report, and then you come up pregame, like, "Hey, coach, I'm gonna tweet something." You're looking at you sideways, right? They looking at me sideways. They already did nothing to forty six man. Like already didn't put the inactives in. Oh, right. boy, I was in that locker room. I called my wife. I said, "Hey, this might be it. <laughs> this might be it. Your body ain't got much more." Oh man, yeah, your body gonna talk to you, boy. Yes, sir. Yeah, it does. It does. But your boy Stafford got out. He got out of Detroit. He got out of Detroit. Uh, and, and, you know, that you have to be happy for him. You know, I think that was – everybody asked me if it was, you know, was it happy for Matthew. You know, I kept in – I still keep in contact with Matthew. But I was – you know, I was really happy for the fact that, you know, it happened the first year that he went to L.A. You know, it just goes to show we had the tools. We had what we needed in Detroit. We just needed to go all in. We just didn't go all in at the time, you know. Right. But uh, we had the tools, and it just shows that, you know, a different culture. You go into a different culture, you know, um, how things can change. Would that have changed anything for you? Like, if you if you were the, if the Patriots or the Seahawks, you know, when we were in our prime or, you know, the Cowboys, somebody would have called and been like, hey, Detroit, we're going to give you a few first-round picks. Give us Megatron, and, and we're going to change the scene for him. Like, your body's still, you know what I mean? Your body's still your body. But would that have re-energized you and gave you that, you know? 
I believe one. I, I believe that you know if a, you got a contender that calls up, it's that's gonna that's gonna like you say right. What you said, it's gonna re-energize that body. I believe like. You know what? Maybe I can go out here and try to try to slide with my finger. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, I'm, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would have called and told today right about now. Hey, Green Bay. Hey, give it. I don't give a damn about the division or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got tired of seeing. I got tired of seeing him on the other side of the field, man. I got tired of seeing him. Goodness gracious, bro! And he always beat y'all in some crazy way, some hail mary behind the <laughs> like what? Don't do that. Why you got to bring that back up? That was the one time I was supposed to get my one interception. They pulled me like, so they sent me on, you know, they sent on the receivers at the, for, the, for, the, for the Hail Mary and they pulled me back. They called the timeout or something. They pulled me back and sent the regular defense back on. I'm like, what you mean? Like, there's only one play here. He got to go to the end zone. Like, who was better to do this right now? Like, <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. They, like, they what are we on. doing? What yeah. are we doing? You don't take you out the game? Decisions like that, man. <laughs> I still, I still remember the first time we played you, and, and I did the whole Optimus Prime thing. And oh yeah, <laughs> yo, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. But like I've been telling people, I was like, "You're the best player I didn't ever played against." I ain't lined up against many people where I'm like, "God, Lee!" Like every dang play, and y'all went bomb first play, and I said, "Okay, okay." Damn, we didn't get that one either. Damn it, Matthew. Look, you had that I look in your eye, that. too. <laughs> I said, we, we probably about to go on a long ride right here. Let me go ahead and get my legs ready. <laughs> you was ready, too. You was rolling, too. <laughs> but earlier, before we played, y'all, our coaches tried to install that, like, like Gunner, uh, I forget, the Saints or somebody had did it to you yep, the in Saints. the red zone. Boy, we yep. must have walked out of that meeting. I said, Coach, now, come on now. Like, he a Hall of Famer. But, like, I like, you ain't going to do me like that. It's like, come on now. You ain't going to just, like, I ain't no slouch. You got to let him beat me, and then you can do all that. But, like, you was the first person they did that to. Yeah, that that was crazy, man. When I saw it, I was just like, man, what the hell they doing? All right, Matthew, let's go. Let's just embarrass these fools right now. (laughs) (laughs) He was such a damn gunslinger. Messed up fingers, man. Throwing gang signs that don't even mean to. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's throwing rockets all the time, man. But you just got to adapt. It's, it's, the funny thing was just watching new guys come to the team that hadn't, you know, had a quarterback like that and just, like, seeing them, like, that first pass. And they're, like, looking at him like, like, what's this? <laughs> like, hey. like, yeah, yeah, hey, you see these fingers? That, you, you just get used to it. Don't worry. He's going to put it on you, though. <laughs> right, right. It's going to be where you want it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be some body shots. You know, you're going to have some bruises. You're going to have some messed up fingers. But, hey, just be happy he's going to put it on you. <laughs> There's worse. There's worse things in the world. But uh, that year, y'all had Titus Young, you know, who was my boy. You know, he kind of went through his thing, but he was talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I had some good no, I, well, I trained with him for the draft, and we had the same agent. Okay. So, okay. okay. Yeah, so, I man, knew him really that's, well. Man, that was that. He, he was, woo, that was one hell of a talent, but he had a, he had a great opportunity, man. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that one was one of the sad ones. So, good you played. Too. Good kid, huh? too. Good kid. Good kid, too, though. Yeah, very good. Very, very good. Good heart. Good hearted mm-hmm. human being. Mm-hmm. You know, he just got kind of lost in the in the yeah. league. You know? Yeah. But you played against a lot of great cornerbacks. Um, obviously you played against Darrell, you played against Champ, you played against some 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 of the greatest to ever play, you know, Chuck when he was playing. Uh who do you yep. think the best cornerbacks um that you ever went against? Um, if I got a top five, I'm talking to you right now. So I got I got you, I got Darrell, I got Pat P, I got Chuck, 
And I always put Al Harris in this, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why I put Al Harris in this because Al got me right, man. My first year, you know, going against Al, it was just more of an attitude thing. Roy Williams, he hated it going and going into that first game. You're playing Al, Roy. Sorry about that. Roy used to always be like, "Man, I can't stand playing against Al." Yada yada yada. And I'm like, "For what?" You know. So I'm like, "Oh well, well that's your problem. You got him all game." Right. Lo and behold, I had Al the whole game. He was on me. <laughs> And I got to see firsthand why he hated going against Al. Al, every play, he's jamming. Every play, he's trying to get his hands in your face. You know, he's going to carry. He's going to rise you. You know, it's just the most annoying, but he's talented. So he's just, like, just giving it all to you. And it's very frustrating. It's a very frustrating game. You know it's going to be a battle. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's like almost as if you're in the trenches um, the whole game with this guy. And I think that just playing somebody like that, that, that came at me every play, nonstop, whether he was hurt or play before, he's still going to play. You know, that kind of attitude just kind of got me right. So, like, okay, I got to go against this in my division twice a, twice a week, let alone who else is coming behind him. Okay, right. I, see the, I see the mindset I got to have. Yeah, I mean, he was he was one of the greats that never gets enough credit. I mean, one of the all-time great press corners. Like, put mm-hmm. long arms, I'm putting your hands on you, not just standing up here. I'm putting hands I, on I you every time. I can't stand y'all long arm corners. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, look, for me, if, if you're running 4-5, you got to have something. You got to have something to make up the difference, baby. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What, do you think you would be a great receiver coach or a greater receiver coach than, than a DB coach? Yes. Yes. Sometimes I yes. feel like I'd be a better DB coach than I would be a receiver coach. I, I, I agree. Because okay, you got to see it and go against it. You know what gave you the most problems, you know, like mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, that's, that, that's a great point. Football season is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code RS. FanDuel has tons of betting options for each game. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. This Thursday night, we're taking the 49ers money line and combining that in a same-game parlay with Christian McCaffrey as an anytime touchdown scorer. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code RS for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. 
not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Has Detroit, because I know it's you know a little bit of bad blood between y'all right now. You didn't came yeah. and had some conversations. Has there ever been any thoughts in your head of like coming back? Hey, they got they got to retire your number. You got the gold jacket now. Like, <laughs> like, let's not be silly. You know what I mean? Let's not be stupid, Detroit. Like, I, I couldn't believe they... <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about it. I don't know if you want to go there. You tell me no if you don't. <laughs> you know what? So I, I got to meet, um, you know, Mike Disner. He's come over to the Lions recently. You know, he's been around the league a little bit, but, you know, he's from Detroit. You know, he wants to try to make that relationship right. So, you know, I'm, I'm faithful that, you know, having people like that around the organization that want to make that thing right, I want to make it right. Because essentially at the end of the day, man, if I'm not associated, you know, with the Lions, that kind of hurts everything that goes on in the NFL too. You kind of, right. you know, I'm almost like a like a like a stepchild almost, you know. Right. So not not saying that a stepchild is bad or anything, but I'm just kind of like I'm not, you know, a little cast off a little bit, maybe. Right. You're not saying like stepchild. I chose the wrong word. But we know what you meant. We know what you meant. <laughs> but I mean, being in obviously in the good graces with the team, um, that helps being in the good graces with the NFL. Unfortunately, it works that way. Um, but obviously, I just really want to be around the guys. I want to be around the team because I, f- I know I have a lot to give back to the players, not just my position, the DB role, just the team in general. You know, I've been through a lot, obviously, <laughs> from football to business. So there's a lot of, um, of stuff that I could, you know, take full circle. I love taking my experiences and sharing them uh, with those that are coming up because we didn't have enough, enough of that in the black community. We didn't have people that were you know, constantly like, hey, this is how you do this. But at the same time, we have to know who, we, you know, we got to be able to go and ask those questions too um, and not be, uh, whether it probably, probably get in the way of doing that. So I've been in both of those places, you know, so I've seen that thing full circle. And I just want to be there too, you know, to, to be armed just so, you know, they got questions about whether it's football or life in general. Hey, I'm an open book. So that's how it should be, especially with the greats that played, no that played this game. Like you, you are one of the all-time greats to ever play the game, and obviously one of the greats that you and Barry are the Lions that anybody will ever remember. You think of Detroit, you think of the jersey, the Honolulu blue. You think of you too. So it helps the franchise. It it just feels right, you know. It feels right when when an all-time great is good with his franchise. You know, even yeah. us in Seattle, we had a little bit of a beef, you know, going the the exit yeah. wasn't the way you wanted it yeah. to be, but we've kind of mended the fence because it's just right, you know. It just yeah. It feels better when you're in the fence and you're you're back home and you're able to to have that relationship. Have you been in the building? Okay, okay. No, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just gonna say no. I was gonna okay. tell you what happened last time I was in the building, but I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna, no, I haven't been in the building. In okay, a long time. Hey, well, this is my plea, Detroit. Hey, reach out to Calvin Johnson. And allow him in the building. Give him a key. Give him a key card. Do not ask him any questions. And then, and then things, you know, don't don't come in like, oh, who are you? Who are you here for? You'll be like, hey, Mr. Johnson. Yes, your parking spot's right over there. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. That'd be lovely. That's all. They, that's all we need to do. You know, things will be better. Uh, <laughs> that'd be dope when we get to that time. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. They got better leadership now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you think of the receivers now? Because it's it, now they got 17 games, so it's not fair they're going to break your record because they got an extra hold-in game. But yeah. uh, So they technically not breaking your record. They 17-game record versus the 16, what, but whatever, who am I? Uh, <laughs> but what do you think about them? You know, because it's a different breed of receiver coming out. These young kids is, is, is slithery. 
<laughs> yeah, it's different. You know, it's not – I don't see as many of the big guys out there as the teams we're going for. Now it seems like the, maybe the, the want has changed for a lot of teams, you know, for that, like I said, that slippery guy, you know, that kind of like a A-B kind of guy, you know, Tony mm-hmm. Brown, you know. But, you know, I mean, the level of play is improving. I feel like right when I left for a couple of years, and maybe I was just being, you know, you know, really, you know, uh, critical, I feel like the level of play wasn't there. You know, as far as talent wise, but I feel like the last couple of years, obviously with um, my LSU boys, <laughs> those boys are balling. You right. know, obviously, um, I am biased towards it. I love SEC football, but um, those guys are playing the talent level with, Ju- uh, uh, with Justin Jefferson over and uh, with the Vikings. Yeah, man. I mean, he got it. I mean, is he the best in the league? I mean, it's I don't him know. and Devontae I mean, right there. now and Tyreek, I guess. I mean, Devontae is just so skilled. I love, you know, the fact that I was able to see him from a young cat, you know, you know, doing dropping balls and stuff to now the great, you know, just talented receiver using late hands and just ooh, I love I love to watch him play, man. He's I've seen him grow and the talent level is uh is very high there. Yeah, he's he's been incredible. I mean, he he's one of the best I've I've played against too. Just his line of scrimmage, his detail within his routes, the fear that he can strike into you. Cause one step that, that's what people didn't understand about covering you and, and Julio too. It didn't matter if you were there, you know what I mean? Like you had to figure it out how to, I'm going to stop him from catch. Even if I'm there, we next to each other. I, I got to hope for a bad ball because if it's a ball that only you can get to, it ain't nothing I can do about it. So mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> grab his leg or hold him down or lean on him or something, you know? There was one time I tried to box you all the way out of bounds. I was like, I'm just going to try to extend our path to the out of bounds. So even if he go out, we're going out of bounds and we ain't making the sports. what it was about that when you're playing against a larger uh, corner like yourself, it's hard to get out of that. You know, when you run a, you know full speed and you start to pin me against the sideline, it's hard. You can't just stop and go. You can't just speed up and go around. It's just right. that's a tough spot to be in right there, man. Especially right. the ball coming. You ain't got no space, no room for error. Yeah. I hate when y'all do that, but all the, the vets, you, I mean. Boy, them young boys that used to just let you run, and I'd be like, all right, all right. Thank you. Why, thank you. you. Right. <laughs> he, he can jump 42 inches in the air, and he already 6'12", so good luck. <laughs> oh, man, it's fun, though, man. I, I, I really enjoyed those matchups. You know, it, it keeps you up. It's something that you got to prepare mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a grind. Would you have any, you know, because now you're so mature, you know, you're, you're, you're a businessman. 21-year-old Calvin Johnson that was wearing somebody else's cleats at the combine, what advice would you have for him? <laughs> <laughs> what advice would I have for him? Man, that's tough because there's so many different things. Uh, to a rookie coming into the league, um, obviously, like we always get told, is to find that, find that veteran that you see. Well, you know, we got a conscience. We understand what's right and what's wrong. What's finding God is doing is right. Because if you don't have an idea on how to do it right, how to take care of your body, that's what you need because this is your business. You know, and if you don't know how to take care of this right here, then you won't be playing in this league for long. But this is this is number one. You know, to that point, you know, I, I don't know how you guys like get married while you're playing ball. Right. Because it's, it's such it's such a demanding sport. You know, you have to be selfish with your time. You know, and then you have all these buckets that you need to keep filled from like off the field, on the field. You know, and if, if you're not keeping those things filled, you know, it's kind of like central when you come to performing. You really can't have be at your best if you, if, if all your if you, all your batteries aren't charged up. So for me, and that's just me personally. You know, I feel like I had to be selfish with my time and um, and, and take care of that body. You know, and if I wanted to uh, be the best that I could be and devote, devote all my attention to uh, the playing ball and, and crushing some of these records. Yeah, you, you did that. 
Um, but I'll give you my perspective on that because mm-hmm. a lot of times my wife helped me fill those buckets and took a lot off my plate so I could just focus on that. I didn't have to worry about, hey, how this bill getting paid or what happened with the car or or what's happening over here or oh, do we got to get tickets for such and such or if the hotel is getting situated or if the clothes getting washed or the food getting fed, like I'm getting mm-hmm. fed or or when I'm and, and during the season, they know what time it is. You know, she knows what time it is. So she knows I'm sitting there watching films. She'll sit there and, and, and bring me some ice for my knees or, or rub my back or bring me the massage gun or the game ready and have it ready when I'm at the house. A lot of times they help fill my cup with my foundation. You know, I mean, I wanted to have these big grand Christmas events, but I didn't have the time to like sit there and buy it or get the organizations. And my wife would, my wife would be sitting there, bang, we got these organizations. We negotiated with this place. We're here. The Christmas tree's here. The Santa Claus is going to be here at this time. Like we got 150 families coming. Like we, we got everything on their list and it was amazing, you know, and thank goodness she had the passion for it. So honestly, it, it, it really helped. You know, but sometimes there are distractions. There, there, there can be men that get distracted by women during your time. You sitting there during the season trying to chase these girls around, you're going to lose sight, you know? Well, if you, like you say, if you got a good one, like you got, like, if I met my wife now while I was playing, could I have done it? Yeah. With kids, that's, that's a whole different story. Yeah, a whole different story. But, <laughs> but 100%, as you, as you talk about it, I mean, my wife does the same thing, you know? So if I had, but it was just timing for me. I didn't, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't find mine. When did you get married? Uh, I, I got married in 18, so it wasn't early. Let's not get crazy. Okay. Okay. But we, we've been yeah. together for, for 10 years now. Oh, yes. Yes, what's up? Yeah, that's dope. So this guy, I got to hear from you because, you know, I hope to one day get a jacket, you know, that I don't got to buy. And it's that so had weird. to be crazy. How was that? Man, so I just think about it like this. You know, you think about all the guys that you looked up to, and then you realize, holy shit. I'm in the same room with the guys that they looked up to that made them great and the guys that they looked up to. So yes. I'm like, been three generations deep of this thing. And I'm just like, oh, man, I'm just in awe. You know, I'm just like hair raising, just sitting in the corner, just trying to take it all in, man. Just just trying to soak it all up. Just the greatness in the room. This is, this is the NFL right here. These are the guys that made this thing. These are right. the guys. When you talk about football, it's this room right here. So 100%, man. It, it, it was just, I'm a, I was a kid in the candy shop. Um, just because I was around all this great talent, getting to hear all these great stories that never would have fathomed that you can't even think about. You know how the great, crazy stories that you've had in your time. Imagine from all the different eras. So, right. um, you know, not only that, but, you know, the second year around, not having to worry about no speech, <laughs> you know, and really being able to take in the experience with the guys and really hang out with them. Because that first year, all you're doing is focusing on your speech, all getting your family situated. But really, the second year is really when you, like, get to, really vibe and have a good time and enjoy the, the greatness that you're around. Were you surprised? I mean, you shouldn't have been because, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, you like the definition of a first ballot Hall of Famer. But was there ever a time you was like concerned or you didn't think about it at all? You know, everybody got a different approach. I, I tried to put it out of my mind, but as it, as it got closer and closer, you couldn't help but, you know, hear about it. And they call you like, hey, if you get selected, would you be willing to come down to the Super Bowl? I'm like, man, don't, why are you messing with me? Like, I don't even like this is like a whole month before they even made the decision. So I'm like, hey, why y'all doing that? Right. So I try to put, I try to put it in, in hindsight because obviously I had a lot to focus on here, family and the business. So that wasn't hard. But at the end of the day, everybody's constantly mentioning it to me. And yeah, of course, like in the interviews, I'm like, yeah, I want to be a first ballot Hall of Famer 100%. But I did think that, that my relationship with the team was going to affect that. I did. I truly thought that that would probably affect, you know, me going first. So honestly, just like I said, I was, I was good where the chips fell. But when, he, when they knocked on my door, my wife surprised me because she can't hold water. <laughs> you know, she held it all day, man. And like she said, we got a family Zoom because we would Zoom it like once a month with the family because it's during COVID. 
And she's like, we got a family zone tonight. And I'm like, all right. She come in the garage. I'm on a, on a, on a, in a meeting. She's like, come on, come on. I guess because they're outside at the door. And she's like, come on, everybody's on the call. I'm like, all right, I'm coming. Goodness gracious, why are you rushing me? <laughs> and I get to the, I come inside and she's like, oh, that's Mel. Mel came over her friend. And Mel ain't number like five, four, you know, tiny little thing. But I look at the door like a bear at my door. You know, so I'm like, I'm like oh, oh, hell no, that ain't Mel. Let me go get my pistol right quick. <laughs> she's like, don't go get your pistol. Leave it alone. I'm like, what you mean? What you mean? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Right. What are we doing? <laughs> and then so, you know, finally, and I, and I like, right then, I was like, oh, shit. Well, now, yeah. And the rest was history. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, man. I got to feel good. <laughs> it, was, it was a hell of a blessing, man. I definitely cried on spot. 100%. It's, you know, overcome with emotion. Right. It's culmination, man, of, of all your mm-hmm. work, everything you've, you've done your whole life. That's why you're like, man, I want to be good with Detroit. You good with the National Football League, like the one of the greatest to ever play. You got something that will be here forever. You know, you will be remembered forever. And that's why Detroit needs to stay. Y'all need to get on the train because we're with or without. He already got the jacket. Let's 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 reassociate y'all with greatness. Let's, let's bring it together right yeah. when y'all getting great again. You know, things are right. be beautiful. Amen. Oh, man. Do you do any like high school coaching or speaking at schools or anything now? Or are you just you just totally no. away from the game? You do? No, I love my son. I love giving back to the game. I do my camps and my foundation, but I um I got friends that coach football, so they have me come talk to their teams. My old high school coach, I just happened to be in Georgia on this past weekend and they had their um their uh high school championship game and he had me come talk to the team uh before the game that morning, uh like seven forty five or something like that morning, have breakfast with them and stuff like that and they went on to win the championship, man. So that felt good, you know, just That's to go back cool. and see the team having success still over there. And uh, so I love, I love getting out and being able to, you know, to, whether I prepare stuff or just go off cuff, you know, and just, you know, have time, spend time with the youth. Now, this is going to sound bad, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but there ain't many all-time great receivers coming from Georgia Tech. <laughs> I mean, you and Demarius are pretty much yeah. like, yeah. You know, but like, yeah. what? Why weren't you at LSU or Bama or you know? What are we doing? So you know, that's the funny thing. Everybody asked me that, man. It was, at the end of the day, it's between Georgia, Georgia Tech. You know, I imagine if I went to Georgia, we might have won a championship with UGA with Mark Rick and you know Stafford and all that stuff. That very, yeah, very likely. <laughs> so I, went to Georgia Tech. I did go to Georgia Tech, and it, it was a it's two reasons. It's a field thing. I went on my business, and I had a much better feel for Georgia Tech. And I ain't gonna put the person on blast at Georgia who like kind of kind of dumped me on my visit, and I was just that left a bad taste in my mouth. So that oh. was a big part of the reason why I didn't go to Georgia. But um, at the end of the day, education was it, man. I was like, hey, if I go to Georgia Tech, at the at the when the word on the street at the time was, you go to Georgia Tech, you get that degree from Georgia Tech, you get them papers, you go work anywhere you want to work. So that was the very big thing in my mind. Like, hey, I can go work wherever I want to work. I get the engineering degree from Georgia Tech, and I'll be all right. If football don't work out, I'm all right. But you know, football took off like like wildfire, and the rest is history. Yeah. Did you ever feel concerned because a wideout going to Georgia Tech? You, you you're not expecting to to be a prolific first round pick. You know, like you like you were. Did that ever get because Georgia? I mean, especially now, but even then, they putting them out. They gonna put them yeah. out. Georgia was putting them out. They had a great time, but at the time, the only thing that got me over the hump with Georgia Tech was that they had NFL experience. Uh, Chan Gailey used to be the um, Dallas Cowboys coach. I had an NFL um, coach at my receiver position, which helped me tremendously in my growth when I got there. So they had, they had, um, he had great assistant coaches around him, guys that had experience, if not in the NFL, that had been in college for a while. So I think that's why, you know, we had success while I was there, but we didn't, everybody thinks I was there when we were running that, when they were running that triple option. I missed that. 
right, that was the right. only reason why, I mean, not the only reason, the only reason why the coach there had success with that triple option was because he had Chan Gailey's guys um, that were left over, right. know, Marius Thomas, uh, uh, all those guys, and they were able to take them to the uh, AC Championship early on, but, you know, not too much after that. After that. Do you feel crazy about these numbers in the league nowadays? You can wear one through 99 at any position? Yes. <laughs> Would you have one through one? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was my number in, in, in high school, man. I, I didn't, I wore baseball. That was my number in baseball, man. 21. You know, I wore it for uh, various reasons. The prime time was a big one, man. And dang, that was my number in high school. Oh, they would have let you wear it too. They would have let you go out there 21 Ooh, at the wide out. Yeah, that was been cold. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. You got kids? Yeah, I got three boys. I got a nine-year-old. I got a nine-year-old. I got a uh, four-year-old and one and like three quarters. <laughs> you, you spread them out now. Yeah, yeah. So I had my, my first one I had before I got married. So I had him while I was playing. Yeah, he was born like a 13. And then my last two I had with my wife. Okay. So you mm-hmm. what are they going to play? Or You know what I mean? That's always the argument yeah. of. That is, that is, and it's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously with our experience, but I'm good with him playing not until he gets to middle school. That's how I did. My mom won't let me play until I got to middle school. I wanted to play when I was little. I saw like the Fairburn Flames, you know, Ari Berry, that's where he played at with Little League. You know, I see him with the, with the orange flame on the blue helmet. So I'm like, I just want to play because it looked cool. Right. Mom won't let me play though. So when I got to seventh grade, and that's when I started. And I'll do the same thing with them. If they show interest, I wouldn't force them. I'm going to make them play baseball. I'm going to make them play some soccer. You're going to run. Right. You're going to build some motor skills, you know, whatever. But I ain't going to make you play football unless you just want to play. Right. That's what I'm doing with my son. I'm not going to make it to – like, I'm going to let him play flag and stuff while he's young mm-hmm. just to know the game and know the rules and know what you want to do in it. But running yep. track, soccer – did you ever run track? Yeah. Yeah. What you run? But I ran I ran track. I ran 4x1, 4x4. I hated the goddamn 4x4. Um, Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was always the last leg. But then uh, baseball took over for track. Okay. I got drafted out of high school for baseball. But baseball was my first love. And then once I started playing football in high school and started getting good at it, like, it just trumped baseball. Baseball got boring. Yeah, I heard you got drafted by the Dodgers. You ain't never think, man, I, I might want to, you know what I mean, take less hits and just get a few hits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, But, you know, I thought about it. And, and we had guys that were going to the farm leagues from our school already, you know. And not to say their situation would, would be mine, but, you know, the guys were getting caught up in the farm league and stuff like that. And I, wanted, I always wanted to go to college. I never wanted because my sister, she went to Clark, Atlanta, and my mom would send me up there. And this was only 30 minutes from the house. And she would send me up there on the weekends and get tutored by my sister. I know my sister hated it, but after we were done, you know, I got to hang out on college campus, you know. So I was in the middle of Atlanta, the Atlanta University Center. And, you know, I was like, oh, I can't forego this. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I try to explain to people. People are like, man, you know what I mean? Like people that never been to college, you know, and, and, and coming from my family, I'm first, uh, well, technically first generation, you know, me and my brother. Mm-hmm. but you learn so much going to college, like that experience, yeah. that independence, that, that, that growth, right. everybody else can get it. You can get it working and, and getting an apartment and learning that way. But I feel like it exponentially like speeds up your growth. I mean, you go from one year being at home on, with, with, with being sheltered to just being out on your own and be having the ability to do whatever you want to do. You right. take IDs, go do a go party. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and you got to decide. You're like, hey, do I get home in time to write this paper or what I got? You know, that's cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you joining me. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And if yeah, you ever man. need me to come for a foundation event, donate something, show up for a camp. I'm here. 
Same likewise, brother. I appreciate you, man. It's great to talk to you. I, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see you doing well on the two, man. You're looking sharp out there, bro. Keep it up, man. That. I appreciate that, brother. It's nothing but love and respect, and I'm going to send that jersey because I never got it signed properly, so I'll send that to you. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, Sharon. Have a good one. All right, baby. You too. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.